Hi, Buddy On here. My co-host Matt Bailey sees a country music queen, and we review our Garth Brooks Legacy Collections with mixed opinions from these Garth loyalists that may actually surprise you. Today on the Music Universe Podcast. Hi, Matt. How's it going? Oh my gosh, it's, this has been quite a week, and I'm going to Disney on Sunday. I, I'm like I'm I'm walking on a cloud this week, and I, I say that I don't want to jinx it. This has just been a really fun week. How about you? It's been a hectic, crazy couple of weeks. I know the last time we spoke, um, I was in the middle of moving, also attending potentially at that point attending a couple concerts. Well, all of that happened, so we are back. Um, yeah, who'd my, you see? I don't even think I know who'd you see. I uh, well, Carly Pierce on uh, that Thursday, and then I went right. to see Joe Bonamassa the next Tuesday. And then That's I moved. Who I wasn't, yeah. And then now I'm in the new place. Um, the reviews are up on the website of the concerts, which both were awesome, and I'll get to in just a sec. And I'm in my new space, so I'm fully live, loaded, and we're ready to continue this. Not fully moved in, as far as unpacking goes, but that I'm working on. But my parents uh, have been in the same house for 17 years. They're not. They're still not fully unpacked. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. One day, buddy, if you decide to stay in that house, what you're going to do, here's what's going to happen. You're going to buy a storage garage and go, ah, fuck it, and put all the boxes in the storage garage. Already kind of planning that, just but I just haven't <laughs> pulled the trigger. <laughs> so um, the, the concerts went to uh, Carly Pierce at the uh, Crystal Palace, and um, my date was my uh, nine-year-old daughter. She hadn't, uh, wasn't really too familiar with her at that point, but I'm like, hey, I have an extra ticket. You're going to go. She's like, okay. So we got there, and she loves shirts, so concert shirts. So I picked her up a shirt. We literally stood, because uh, it's uh, general admission, and we literally stood right in front of the stage. And during the show, she was signing stuff. She signed my daughter's shirt. And I'm like, now you know you can't wear this because I can't wash it. She's like, uh, so... I bought her a second shirt. They're only 25 a piece. So I bought her a second shirt that she wears, and uh, the first one I still need to frame it. But um, she did get a couple selfies, and uh, one of them, uh, Carly actually gave her bunny ears, so it's rather cute. Uh, that's on my Instagram if anybody heads to it. Um, and then uh, the next Tuesday, it was uh, Blues Night at uh, the Fox Theater in town, and it was with Joe Bonamassa. Awesome showman. If if you love good rock and roll, but especially blues, go see him, man. It it was killer. No opening act. Fourteen songs. He made them last two hours. I mean, improv is like great. He had two subs. The drummer and bassist were subs, and you you couldn't tell, dude. And that's awesome. It, it was awesome. So it was a really, really great week of concerts. And uh, both reviews are at the website, themusicuniverse.com. So if you feel inclined, check them out and definitely go see those artists because uh, they're they're ones to watch. Yeah, the shirt thing. It's funny the the concert T-shirt thing. I like I like concert T-shirts, and uh, I actually this wasn't a concert, but it was a show. Lance Burton, who was a magician in Las Vegas, he came to Pennsylvania and did a show and did a meet and greet after. And I had bought a shirt, and he said, "Do you want me to sign that?" I said, "Oh no, I wear them." I said, "He goes, oh, you actually wear the shirts? Thank you." So that's great that you bought her one she could wear. Oh yeah. I had a great night last night myself at a concert. For all the wrong reasons. And I say wrong because they were reasons I wasn't expecting. I've had some good things happen in my personal and professional life. And to celebrate, 
I spent a little too much money than I more than I should have before going to Disney, where I know I'm going to have a nice wad of cash. But she never tours, and the way. And one day I would love to do a, a podcast on Ticketmaster, and we know a lawyer who is like involved in all of these Ticketmaster issues. Ticketmaster, I blame them, had Dolly Parton listed as the headliner for the for Nile Rodgers' uh, We Are Family yeah. benefit. And Nile Rodgers, of course, amazing, amazing musician. Nile Rodgers and Chic. if you don't know the name, you know the music because you've been to weddings. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just so freak out you know freak say chic uh dance 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 just awesome songs and dolly parton was billed as the headliner well dolly comes out i buy a ticket because she never tours dolly comes out she does two songs she does nine to five and uh i will always love you now she claims she was hoarse because she's been doing this grand Ole opry 50th anniversary thing but had she not complained about that nobody would have noticed and my personal opinion is it's very undolly dolly kind of shows up and does what she's supposed to do so it makes me wonder if she was only contracted to do two songs because it was a gala benefit for we are family which is now rogers's foundation to help children he, he formed it in the wake of 9 11 right and it makes me wonder if she was only supposed to do two songs because that's how it was a year year and a half ago i went to a benefit as press for uh, WCBS, it was celebrating their however many years, and Tony Bennett was the honoree they interviewed, and he did like only two or three songs. And that was fine. I didn't pay for it. But there were mostly people in there that had paid to see Dolly. And I say it was, a, I blame Ticketmaster because they billed it as Nile Rodgers and Dolly Parton as the, as the headliner, like as a concert. But that's not what it was. Nile Rodgers was a house band. Nile Rodgers was a house band for this benefit and Dolly just came out did two songs and then left. I would I still don't regret it because it was a fun night watching all these rich people just cut <laughs> loose. It was it was so funny because you talk you talk about the divides in music. Well, Nile Rodgers, he's produced Madonna, he produced Diana Ross. Uh, he wrote uh, We Are Family is his song, but Sister Sledge made it a hit. Right. Nile Rodgers combined works have sold over 500 million albums. I mean, he worked with Daft Punk and Pharrell on Get Lucky. That's his, he produced that. So that's just, and he did a soulful rendition of that last night. So it was worth it for all the wrong reasons. I went in as a country music fan and I came out as a Nile Rodgers fan. Okay, can I ask you, can I ask you what the ticket cost? Oh, 150. Which, which, that's not too bad. Um, and that was with fees. It was 128 without fees, and then Ticketmaster has to, you know, get their cut. And I just did a knife-jabbing motion that nobody will see. They have to, you know, <laughs> stab at your wallet a little bit more. Right. But it was so worth it. It was so much fun. It was at the Hammerstein Ballroom. And just, if you're a lover of songs and music and music history, uh, that was awesome. Grandmaster Kaz was there. They did um, the, the Sugar Hill Gang hit. Um oh gosh the name of the song is is but the the what's the name of that song oh, sugar hill gang it's escaping me and i'm gonna look it up now but they did it last night that's how tired i was when i got it back. sounds like you're still tired mm, oh, well i'm trying to get a lot done before going <laughs> yeah. to disney yeah that, uh, rapper's it. delight rapper's delight was um was this gentleman uh grandmaster kaz's oh, song yeah. and Sh- sugar hill gang stole it which i guess went a on 
a lot in the early days of hip hop, but it was it was really interesting. It was a really really cool show, and I could go on about it because Dolly is just great, and she never tours. You know, we were talking a group of us at an intersection as we were leaving to go back to the subway said that was great we all thought she was a headliner because that's what Ticketmaster said because see it was a gala and there was an auction and they were offering these items worth tens of thousands of dollars and beforehand while the audience that had bought tickets to come and see the public show because it was this benefit right the 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 main floor was tables for the people that had paid the tens of thousands of dollars to be there um that I guess had been there since earlier in the evening or earlier in the afternoon. The people coming in that were there for the concert thought it was a Dolly Parton show. And we were talking, we just, if she would have just done Jolene. One more song, Jolene, we would have all died happy. And she technically did uh, three songs because she, Nile Rogers started playing Two Doors, um, Two Doors Down. And she came out during that, but that was only like half a song so right yeah you know, she did two and a half songs which i can't complain because she never tours and i finally got to see her but it's not and if i would have been pressed it would have been an article and i would be talking about how much fun we had but and maybe i would have done it because I've, I've bought tickets sometimes see the way this works is we apply for press and we get credentialed to go see shows and i very rarely pay spend more than 500 dollars in a year on concert tickets how much I spend at concerts because I go to a lot of them mm-hmm. is another story. And I but, rarely ever buy right. tickets myself. But if it's Dolly, because she doesn't tour, if it's somebody who doesn't tour and it's going to be an impossible press get, I, I know it's a worthy investment because it's me being able to say, I was there. I saw her. I got to see her in person. And now, I hope she comes back and does a full show because she was amazing. Oh, I, I can't imagine her being less than spectacular, but... How long was the show, and when did she make her appearance in that oh, show? Oh, she was right at the top. They did like a little overture. Not Sheik did a little bit of Jolene, then they went into two doors, and she walked out, and the crowd went nuts. It was, but then, but she was on stage for about twenty minutes and only did two songs. You want to talk about um, Joe? Joe having done you know fourteen songs in two hours, which actually was how it was for Dickie Betts, but that's another story entirely. Um, because she told stories. She talked about the history of I Will Always Love You. She talked about 9 to 5. And, and so she was on stage for a good amount of time. Well, that's she good. only did two so- songs. So you know, she has a great personality. Oh, my goodness. She is just, she can she can make your a sour day as bright as sunshine. She is just a, a hero to so many people. And uh, I love her to death, and I hope uh, I get to really see her. And I would go see Nile Rodgers on his own. But it's funny. He was this house band, all these rich people. And at the end, they invited everybody up to the stage. And so even the people in the balcony were headed down. And some people from my level actually got on stage. And I have a picture. I almost got on stage. You Wait, know me. Wh- why did they get on stage? Because at the end, they did We Are Family. And he said, you can come up and dance. And everybody did. Did see, you? They had a dance floor in front of the stage. Well, I got close, but then they stopped letting people on. They they like closed it off because they were getting close to the end of the song. Uh, so, but I tried, you know, and yeah, I would have tried, tried even That's... if I was still there as press because that we talk about this on the show a lot. Fan first, that heightens the experience. Why not? You're there. You're there to have a good time. Well, I mean, so, honestly, a little sidebar: if if you're going to a concert, don't you typically, whether you're covering it as press or not, aren't you? Don't you want to be a fan? I mean, you don't want to give yeah. a negative 
uh, review just because you're not a fan. So honestly, yeah. I've got to be a fan of someone if I'm going to apply because it's not fair to that artist, you know, to give them negative just because oh well it's a it's a ticket. No, I'm not like that. I, I'm not gonna take somebody else's spot that wants it just because I, I want to be that guy. You know, I'm I'm not like that. So yeah, you've got to be a fan, I think. So that makes sense. Exactly. I completely. I completely agree. So, with that said, let's get to our top story today. All right. So, we've all been waiting for this since February. And you and I took advantage of the first round of pre-orders. And we're talking about Garth Brooks' Vinyl Collection Legacy. Now, it comes in three different boxes. And if you're a fan, you, you probably got them all in that one of those pre-order windows they did four or five of them and like half different price points right and and like half a million of these things were pre-sold but they had to make them hand make them i should say in like four different countries and one thing i don't know if i i didn't know that yeah or or if you even saw this if you look on the shipping box it tells you which prod which boxes were made in what country pretty cool next time i'm near my collection which i left in pa uh i'll have to look at that and then the numbers i'm about to yeah i'm about to tell you that but um they they are numbered and they they came out uh on uh friday many people got theirs friday some before mine unfortunately due to the fires i didn't get it till monday and well, that's why I wanted to do the live stream. You were like, why don't you tape it? And da, 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 da. No, I wanted to do it live so that people could watch it and interact as it was happening and so that they knew what to expect when they got there. So right, and, and, and we did do a live stream Saturday. Matt did it. Now, the internet's a little choppy on it, so he does have a 4K backup that he's going to work on getting up on our YouTube page at some point. Yes. And um, that, that'll be fun for, for everybody to kind of see. But... Uh, but before we get into more of it, the uh, CDs were made in Mexico and the limited edition sets were made in Germany, the original in France, and then the remix remastered in the Czech Republic. So when you're looking at um, your your label, it literally posts it on the front of the box. And I took a picture of it because I'm not going to keep the box it came in. But... Um, I thought that was kind of a neat thing to post because a lot of times you don't know where these things are made. But um, Did they do that out of necessity or is that just one of the things they wanted to do for the uniqueness of this collection and the whole world space thing? I don't know if it was a necessity thing, but uh, I mean, you know, a lot of times you'll buy a CD and it'll say disc made in Mexico or whatever. So I guess that is kind of common, but um, I don't like, I don't, I'm not a vinyl guy, so... I just buy CDs and honestly, I don't care where they're oh, made. Oh, bullshit. You have a whole vinyl collection. No, I don't. I have like three or four and they're all like usually rare Reba. ones. Um, <laughs> and one of them is framed because I have three copies of it. And um, the original copy I bought actually got a little damaged. So I'm like, all right, now I'm going to go find another copy. And then that wasn't in the shape I wanted. And then the third one wasn't. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to frame one and stop um, because it, it can be addicting. So what mm-hmm. I want to talk about, besides the the uniqueness 
of the sets and and you can buy each one of these individually at most retailers including ones that haven't really had a partnership with garth uh, dollar general in fact i i heard they were selling theirs early mm-hmm. that that's probably a no-go um so not not to get them in trouble but wait did you say dollar general Yes, Dollar General selling these things for like 40 or 50, 45, 50 bucks, and they were selling them before the November 1st release date, from what I've seen online. Well, that happened with Man Against Machine. Um, I went to Barnes Noble no, the day before it was supposed to come out, and they had it on shelf. So uh, sometimes retailers are allowed to stage the stuff. You know, they're given probably, I would assume, a, a window of 24 or 48 hours where. If they have to, they can they can put it out. I you know I don't know because uh, I I've worked at like retail before that sold music and they put on there do not display until this date um, uh, or a fine will be issued. So I don't mm-hmm. know they they can get in trouble for that, but I, I don't know the contracts on this side of things. So we'll we'll leave that alone. But I want to talk about the packaging. One thing. Yeah. I didn't film mine, like I said, and maybe I should have, but I, not only is it kind of flimsy in spots, some of my vinyls came damaged. Not the records themselves, because I didn't pull everyone out, but mostly in my limited edition set, the spine on a couple of the, the records themselves looked like the disc was just shoved in there, and it, it literally ripped it. And Triple Live, the same thing. So I did reach out to Talk Shop Live, and I sent them pictures. They were really quick at getting back with me and said they're going to work on getting me a replacement. Now, I don't know what that means because mine's numbered. I, I, I would rather keep the outer box and get the inner vinyls again, or sleeves at least. Um, so I'm not sure what they're going to do, but they're working on getting it replaced and I know some other people, a lot of other people actually had a lot of the same issues, including I think No Fences on the limited edition looked like the cover was scratched. Looked like I had it for 20 years. Really? Yeah, and I literally just pulled it out of the box. Wow. And a couple of the other packets I've noticed had minor things like that, but the limited edition one stuck out the most. See, now I'm second-guessing my... Now I'm second guessing my thing because, you know, I had studio lights going, everything looked okay, but I kind of just, you know, once I, here's, here's my issue with it. I had hoped that there would be enough of a difference between each of the three boxes that there would have been a reason to go in depth. So even in the tease that I put on Facebook and Instagram, I tried to promote the heck out of this to get people to come and watch because this was our first live stream. Yeah. I said, we're going to go in depth on this beast because I thought everything was going to be different. I knew it was going to be the same records, but I thought maybe there would be some different covers, different things that we could talk about. And so once I realized, oh God, this is getting repetitive, you know, and you're in a live broadcast situation, I kind of just went through the last one or two rather quickly and now it's making me second guess, and I'm worried that something has happened to mine. Um, but maybe not. You, you I, might, I don't know. You might want to give it a closer look for sure. But, I, I mean, to, to kind of back up a little bit, the there are multiple covers of Triple Live. That's really the only difference as far as yeah. covers go. Um, 
and you're going to get three per the the three sets. So you're going to get a different one in each. But I didn't realize that they – I thought they'd be three random ones. They're really not. They come in sets. So if you get – I got the whiteout. I've got uh, – and I got the Ryman and um, I can't think of the other one offhand. But if you look at those sets, whatever three you got – if somebody got that one, that's the same three they got. So they weren't randomly. And I know you got the other three sets. Yeah. So we got, between the two of us, we got all six covers. Yeah, But exactly. I, I thought the way it was, um, at least the way I perceived it, was they would be randomly inserted. You wouldn't get the same one, but you wouldn't necessarily, they wouldn't come in like sets. No, but that no, that and I'm okay sense. with that. I'm okay with that because now you just got to be on the hunt if you want to collect them all for the other three, and that's what's going to get pricey because there's no way to tell till you open them, and you got to yeah. buy them individually at that point. Yeah, unless you go to Amazon, and I think they have a three uh, a three pack deal for like 190 bucks, but you still don't know what three you're getting. You might get the same three you just got. You know, but I also wonder. This is kind of the Garth magical thinking that we, you and I participate in when we're not talking on um, uh, on here. But I actually wonder how much data they have on fans. Because I got Yankee Stadium, and everyone I know who was at Yankee Stadium got Yankee Stadium. That's crazy, dude. That is crazy. So, you, you think maybe they're tracking us? I think they know. I do. Cause well, I wasn't at the Ryman Credit show. cards change, but home addresses very rarely change. So, from a data perspective, they can look and see, okay, who was at Yankee Stadium and who ordered this? Okay, let's make sure they get a Yankee Stadium. That could be. Very well that's could be. not that hard. You have, I mean, that's people's dedicated jobs are to analyze data like that. Right. You know, privacy's I mean, gone. It, it did take eight months to put these things together and get them to us. So that's very likely that happened. And that's an interesting, um, interesting. Because I feel like that emotional moment, I feel like that emotional moment where you go, holy crap, I was at this show. I think that's something Garth would want his fans to have. Again, that's the Garth magical thinking, but eh, I may not be far off. And, you know, I did get the whiteout. Now I, I saw the show before or a few shows before the whiteout as part of the tour. You know, and I think the other one I got was the 14 to 2018 uh, world tour. So I think those mm-hmm. are the three that came with that set, um, which would make sense because uh, in 2016 I saw him on that tour. Yeah. So um, that is very interesting. It's a cool, um, cool concept to think about there. And uh, you could be right. You very well could be right. Well, you know, my my issue is the packaging. The sleeves are just too flimsy. That, that I'm sorry. And it's the same as the digital stuff is the same as the Ghost Tunes stuff. The Remix Remastered is the same as the Remix Remastered when he launched Ghost Tunes in 2015. Right. And Triple Live was in Anthology last year. We are a year from the release of the main... He did the fan mix for free. Right. I had thought... I had thought what would be a cool idea after seeing what they did with the Triple Live covers is why not 
And this would make people hunt, and this would sell records. They should have been the shows that the cover corresponded to, which I had also wished he would, would have done back in Double Live. But for this, he's done so many more cool special event shows with Ryman and Yankee and the Milestone shows. That would have been cool. And it would have said, okay, I got the Seven Diamond one, now I want the Yankee. you know. And yeah. I have Yankee Stadium because reasons. Uh, I have the Yankee Stadium uh, show. I do too. Because... Uh, not illegally, just not bootleg, not bootlegged or or anything. But people were selling screeners, AT and T, and it, it's out of Garth's hands. He can't, they can't do anything about it. AT and T or Dish or whoever it was sent the screeners, and then people sold the screeners on eBay, <laughs> and I got a screener. And some of us were lucky enough to find them really cheap. Yeah. So, um. So I have a, I'm lucky to have a professional recording of that, the, the full thing, not just like a, a rip or something, but right. having the audio would have been really cool. Would have been really, but, really cool. you know, cool. He, he, just like you do with Double Live, he, he's doing the commemorative multi-covers. Now on, okay, in the packaging, the CDs come in like a, a double-sided sleeve almost it's a cardboard thing and the discs slip right in when i opened limited edition one of them was out it was upside down it fell out i just put it Mm -hmm. back in wasn't a big deal didn't scratch or anything but the discs correspond with the uh the uh vinyl artwork so the white out disc is all of them are white and it says white out on it um and so forth so when, when you're checking out videos online you're seeing well why does that say entertainer on it well that's that vinyl cover um mm-hmm. but i'm waiting for the cds of this as a standalone because he's gonna i mean when double live first came out he did seven covers and there was a there were six then the limited edition and i think we're up to mm-hmm. like 11 or 12 by the time it ran its course with the 2014 reissue with the DVD. And I'm waiting for not only the standalone, but the multiple covers, which I would imagine they would be the vinyl versions and maybe a few others, but also additional tracks. On this one, you do get all day long as a bonus track. I haven't listened to it yet. I've just been, like I said, I got it Monday and just haven't had time to sit and listen to it. So clearly that's from Notre Dame. But, um, and it makes sense because that was, I believe, the first time they actually performed it um, mm-hmm. live, and then they started working on the on this collection. So there's no way he could have done it in March in St. Louis and gotten them the audio necessarily. I mean, I guess he could have, but there you go. So we know it's from Notre Dame. Many other songs, and he even said All American Kid's going to be on there when it's released on Standalone. So when's this thing coming out? Is what I'm wondering, and then how many covers are we gonna get? Now I did not go after all the triple or all the double live covers. Mm-hmm. I just got the limited edition, then I got the uh, reissue. Because to me, the limited edition ones are the ultimate one. I don't necessarily yeah. need them all. I just need the one that he dubs limited edition for whatever reason. Well, what I want limited. What I want to know is why isn't you know he at the in the when he re-released stuff, what song I think it was, 
I think it was More Than a Memory or Midnight Sun. Some of the songs that he had released when he released his ultimate hits, he found a home for them on like Scarecrow, I think it was. Those weird songs that he released, the weird one-off songs that he released as part of um, Ultimate Collection Target, those live songs, In Another's Eyes, um, which there's an In Another's Eyes on uh, Triple Live, but American Pie, uh, Midnight Sun, I think, or, or one of the ones, one of the older, one of the one of the Ultimate Collection CD ones is also a live one. Why don't those have a home on Triple Live? Where are those? See, my issue is... I know Garth cares about his fans and I know we love our relationship with his team and we love Garth and we would never say anything or do anything to harm that, but not we're not anyway. going to not, we're not going to be honest. We're not going to not be honest. Okay. Right, right. And this is the most obvious numbers grab. I'm not going to say money grab because he doesn't need the money. This is the most obvious numbers grab that he's done. There aren't enough if you are a music collector and you're looking for new hidden gem music, this isn't the set for you. Right. Okay. The Target Ultimate Collection box set is for you because it's like, you know, it's like finding the chocolate chip cookie dough in the middle of the ice cream. You know, there's not a lot there, but it's there and it's great and it's delicious. This is for the aesthetic collector. This is for if you're not going to really do anything with it, you may play the records once. You may want to hear the difference between the cut on the on the limited edition of the Legacy, the thicker uh, vinyls versus the standard vinyls that you have on the three three sets. This isn't if you're looking for hidden music that he like did with that Ultimate Collection. And no, you get one new song on Triple Live. So to me, it's the most blatant numbers grab to make all those other albums go diamond to get the other albums to sell more. Because think about it, Triple Live, he sold 500,000. There's technically nine, there's, no, there's nine plus, nine. there's 18, there's 18 di- Triple Lives sold per set because each disc counts on it, counts right. on its own. Right. Nine, vin- nine vinyls, nine CDs. So 18 times 500,000 is 9 million. That thing's almost diamond right out. So it's almost diamond right at the get. He just needs to sell a million more. So really, he only needs to sell 333,000 more. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's the most obvious to figure out what's going on here. Now, we could be assuming he could not be trying to get the numbers on this one. I, he might just, I believe he also wanted to do something because vinyl's back in fashion. And I believe he wanted to do this creatively, but there's nothing new. And that's the most disappointing thing. Well, and that's what I was going to get at, that he's catering to the vinyl collectors. This isn't for somebody like you're saying that wants to explore something rare this is for the people that have been begging for vinyl he's given it to them in three unique packages or one if you bought them together and he's thrown cds in there and i you know that's that's kind of what it's for it's for the collector it's not really for the person that um is digging for gold really unless they've never experienced garth music before and now they can get the vinyl and the cds together 
for a low yeah. price. And it is a great gift for the collector in your family. It really is, especially if they want something. They're a vinyl collector or they just want something special. And they know they're not going to get anything new, but right. it is special. I will say, I had a thought and lost it. All right, hold on. <laughs> pause, pause real quick. I got to let the Don't pause in. recording. Just I won't. I go. Okay, I'm back. I'm grabbing my headphones. Okay. You had asked me, you had asked me when we were about to do the live stream, because it came Friday, and I got back to from New York to PA on a Friday night. How are you not tearing into this thing? I knew right. what to expect. If there would have been new music, and I would have known that there was new music... I, it would have been harder, and I probably wouldn't have done a unboxing. A and that sounds terrible to say, but it's just preference. I want it because I'm a Garth collector, and I'm happy with it from that standpoint. Exactly. But don't, but don't get this thinking you're going to get new music. It is. I'm not even importing the CDs. I pulled. I pulled all day long, and that's it. The CDs we have it because Triple Live. And this is a tip: if you think you're going to hear different versions of. Triple Live, no, that was digitally recorded. So there's no analog version. So Triple Live is in the analog set digitally on the discs, if that makes any sense. Right, right. So don't get this if you think it's you're going to find something hidden. That's not what this is. This is for the aesthetic collector and the vinyl collector, and that's it. There's nothing wrong with that. Garth, we love you. <laughs> but... This is the most obvious, just it's for the numbers and the collectors, and that's it. Right, and I I feel the same way. I love them. I'm glad I got them. And I've had other people be like, well, I'm kind of second-guessing that I should have bought this. I'm like, why? Like, because there's nothing new on it. It's like, but you kind of knew that when you bought it. Because he told us what albums were in there. And well, <clears throat> he did say bonus tracks. But I had already expected the bonus tracks that were on the original limited series box set in 98 to be those that would follow on this. And I'm okay with that because it is a different package. And it, honestly, again, you, you're going to call bullshit on it, but I am not a vinyl collector for the most part. I may actually buy a vinyl player now, but I don't know that I'll play the records. <laughs> I know yeah. it's weird. It's right. weird. I get it. I get it. I get it. The so if anybody fans, if anybody was going to get me into vinyl, let it be Garth. Exactly. And the problem is, you know, he repackages his stuff. 80% of the collections we've been talking about 
that had new stuff were all older stuff. And people, and he started doing this a lot when he came back, and it was fine when he was retired because it was like, oh, the old Garthold with a little bit of new. But now that he's back, my advice to him, if he would ever, if he listens to fans, would be lean into these special shows. You recorded them, you taped them, you made a big deal about the fact that you did. Where's that material? Right. Like Give there, it to there's, us. There's an unreleased Vegas show somewhere. Yeah. In the middle of that tour, he an did. An unreleased Vegas stadium, uh, an unreleased Vegas arena show. Yeah. Because they wanted to get the standard arena show on tape. Yeah. So it's out there somewhere. He just hasn't done anything with it. And I, I would, what I would like to see, and again, this is from a fan standpoint, I would love to see an updated entertainer box set like he did uh, years ago on DVD. I'd like to see it with the, the Ryman Yankee stadium, the Vegas show and whatever else he may have, even if it's a mm-hmm. compilation of shows from the, the three, four year tour and, and Notre Dame, of course, since we got that now and do another five disc box set of some sort with, songs but not edit them like they were from the VHS mm-hmm. and do another yeah DVD box set that would be awesome or could that be an anthology somewhere because he did jump to the live anthology and then only included CDs you know what's interesting the fact that he jumped to the live anthology made me wonder if he was giving up on it no, I, I think it was because, like you said, he was fresh off the stadium run and he wanted to keep that in people's minds. Yeah. But Triple Live could have done that as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, in standalone form. But I, I get the whole book form because then it's fresh on his mind and it's fresh mm-hmm. on people that were just living that experience to go back in book form and in pictures and hear read the stories and see the photos and then relive the music so i totally get that it confused the hell out of people (laughs) because you went from one to three and i guess we're going to two at some point but it it makes sense why he did that um and then i get also not releasing multiple projects at once because uh, honestly when he released the ultimate collection from target and then Gunslinger a month later, it really can or two weeks later, it Gunslinger standalone got lost in that. Yeah. So it's it's too hard to push multiple releases, and that's why fun now, even though it's been a year and a half since we've heard music from it, is being pushed to spring of twenty twenty because if he released it now, either that or legacy, something would get lost within that promotional period. And Garth's thing is he loves to release stuff in November for, for holiday yep. purchasing. But um, I hope we don't have to wait another year for Triple Live standalone. I agree. But I, I, I got a feeling we will because we're either going to wait a year or two. And I think the reason Triple Live standalone hasn't come out because he wants to present the, the best recordings. And while he got plenty of those on the tour, he's, making new ones now with the stadium track and he's yeah. including most likely going to include those songs. You know, he did and record they sound great all day long. Yeah. Sounds great. And sounds so full. And, and he did so, record, uh, 
you know, dive bar with Blake. So it's possible that he just doesn't want to release Trip Alive uh, and then reissue it again. Not that he won't, but because he did say mm-hmm. we would see future reissues of it. But um, I, I think he's, you know, wanting to really put um, put more out there on it. And that's why we've not had the standalone yet. And maybe we'll get new covers too, because now he's got the stadium track. So, and then he's even got the dive bar series. Man, I would love for there to be a um, a a recording or at least covers of the dive bar shows. Because whether that's limited edition or not, I was at one and I'm grabbing it. That would be mm-hmm. awesome, Garth. Please do that. You got seven dive bars. Make a package out of that at least for covers, and that that would be killer. Yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of dive bars, he's doing two in one day, yeah, he's and, I'm gonna Munich, <laughs> and I'm going to be on a boat. And I'm going to be on a boat. I told you this would happen. I predicted I'd be in Disney, but I'm going to be on a boat at that time doing some other things. It's weird. I did not mean for this to happen, but I have two vacations within two weeks of each other. I don't, I'm not lazy, folks. I work very hard. I don't, but I don't deserve two trips. It just happened. No, and because that, that happened, you're two gonna opportunities. Miss, you're going to miss the Garth Dive Bar. Yes, I am. And I'm jealous, but you got to go, and, you know, you wrote about it on themusicuniverse.com, and you had a blast. And frankly, oh, it's eh. awesome. And frankly, I would have fun. I would enjoy it. It would probably be awesome. But I'm real sick of open seating, open standing, open general admission. I'm sick of it. The older I get, I and get I'm only it. 25. I could do it when I was 20, 21, 22, 25, 26. I know it's not too far off, and I'm still spry, but it's like, let me freaking sit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, when I was at my show, I could have been up extremely close to the stage, but the place is so small anyway. It, that it didn't matter where I stood. I stood literally yeah. right dead center of the stage, on right behind the stairs. His professional photographer was right next to me most some of the time. He and, had to see you. I'm sure oh, he saw I'm you. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. And, um, you know, I chatted with a couple of the band members afterward. Um, I was chatting with his publicist before, and then I got shooed away because... They were trying to block off the area, and they know me right. there. But you know, it's Garth, and they're going to take extra, you know, precaution. And I get that. So um, yeah. I, I was kind of shooed away, and you know, but not before I, you know, I spoke to uh, his publicist, and very, very cordial. I, I love those guys; they're great. Garth is great. His band was super cool, and um, you know, one I didn't get to talk to is Mike Palmer, and I, I started to, and then he, he ended up walking away. And the last two dive bar shows, though, are the same day in two different states. So that's pretty cool. We'll find out more yeah. details uh, as far as times go later on. But um, mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun, though. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I wish I could go, but and it's kind of killing me because I know it's going to be a little bit till he gets up here with the stadium tour. And the fact that he's ending dive bar up here may or may not mean that it'll be a little while. But... Who knows? You know, a limited number of people can get into those. He may, he may end up in the new year actually hitting the places he did dive bar next. No, he could. So that, yeah, to he open could. it up to more people. So anyway, that's just speculation, and 
That's it for today. We could talk about this for hours, but I got to get running, get back to work here, getting ready for my trip. So thank you, buddy. This is always fun. Oh, absolutely. We'll have to do it again next week or whenever you're back. We'll put it that way. Absolutely. I can't keep track of your schedule, dude. <laughs> you're always on the go. <laughs> so trust me, most of the time, neither can I yeah, keep track happens. of it. <laughs> it happens. All right, guys. Well, um, check out themusicuniverse.com for the latest news, reviews, and release info. And uh, we're working on some guests to continue with the uh, podcast. And um, we hope to see you next time. All right. Thank you, buddy. All right. How you doing, man?